0: Hey y'all, D-Foss here. My goal with this Limitless Theory 360 podcast is to connect you with the very people that have positively impacted my life and will continue to impact thousands of others by providing education-based and actionable techniques to creating a limitless perspective on life. So my guest today is an old high school football teammate. We go back to freshman year of high school, play yeah. football together. Sophomore year, of Spanish class, gym <laughs> class, junior year, and like a crazy, unforgettable senior year football experience. Yeah. Um, I know him as Pterodactyl. <laughs> His friends and family probably know him as Chris, uh, but the whole world's gonna know him as the songwriter and the music artist Supreme Scribe. Mm. It's Correa. What's good, brother? How you living? I'm doing good, Mr. D. Force. How you living, bro? <laughs> Florida living, man. I'm trying to stay cool out here. It's hot as hell. Oh, I, it's,
1: it's hot out here. I can only imagine how it is
0: out there. Yeah, it's humid. That's all up and down the East Coast, though.
1: Yep.
0: But, yo, I want to start with what you was going through tonight. Um <laughs> we were supposed to do this a couple, I don't know what, like an hour ago, something like that. But um, it's crazy that you just happen to get a, a flat tire. But everything we talk about, everything we preach, right, is like, that's whatever. So how do where, where does your mind go when something like that happens? Yo,
1: I'm glad you – that's a great first question, bro, because it's crazy. Um, you know, I'm starting the day, whatever. How I approach work is always like I'm going to come keep my head down, grind so I can go – Talk a little bit about that before we went on air, and like, so I'm driving. Amazon's wilding. I work for Amazon, by the way, guys. The grind is real. Scribe himself is in the Amazon warehouse. Um, (laughs) I get my stuff late, bro. So I leave late. My my area that I'm delivering is like 45 minutes away from the station. So I take that drive every morning. I get there. I'm just grinding, bro. Working, working. Going through the day. Crazy thunderstorm today. Like the sky was black was I heard loud. That. Yeah. I, yeah. I got caught in there for like a good 15 minutes and it rained too long. So, you know, whatever. alright where We're, I'm wet, whatever. We'll, we'll keep it working. Then I'm done. Call my job. Yo, just finished up. They're like, come back, man. You're good. I start driving away. I don't even know how I caught a flat, but I did. I get out <laughs> of the deck. I'm like, yo, that's flat. Triple A phones. My job comes with another tire. They fix it. They put it on. I'm pretty upset. I'm not going to lie. Like, I try to stay calm and cool, but I'm just like, this is bull. I I couldn't just find – I couldn't find a reason for why this was okay. So I was pretty upset. But to be honest, on my way back home, just after being so kind of still and trying, like, forcing myself to stay calm, I guess I kind of just – I don't know, maybe went into a little mode. But on my way home, I I just played one of the beats I've been working on. And I just, like – finally found the exact course I want for. It. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So now that whole that whole 45 minutes of a flat tire and getting upset, it was just gone, bro. So where my mind goes when stuff like that happens is no matter what, we got things to do. We got things to accomplish. Let's keep it moving. This is I'm not going to go home and not get shit done because I got a flat tire. You know no, saying?
0: that's so true, bro. And I uh, I like that you like you said you're like I got into this mode yeah. Where that, that flow state, you just get into it and it feels good. It doesn't matter what yeah. you're doing. Exactly. For me, yo, for me that I still find that in basketball. It's crazy. Yep. I still find like that in ball all the time. Like if the I really, slow down, right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else, nothing else is going on. Nothing else matters. What happened 20 minutes ago, what happened five yeah. seconds ago, what, what I got to do tonight, it just doesn't matter. It's crazy. Um, And what I was talking about with somebody else is like, you have to be, you have to be selfish in that sense of you have to find what that is for you.
1: Yo, If if
0: you have that itch to do it, do it like what everybody else is thinking and doing. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Got to find that thing. That's just going to get you back to where you want to be or where you need to be in order to function at your best for everybody else or tomorrow. It's crazy. Exactly.
1: And that's why I, um, that's why I want to go on record and say this, because you used the word, and not everybody understands this word, at least. Yeah. And I feel like this is something we all have to learn, right? Because I feel like this is how we're taught. Selfish, like that word has carries so much bad energy and yes. weight, right? <laughs> yes. But yo, selfish is not, like, everybody thinks about it as in, like, that's a bad word. But to me, like, the bad selfish is I'm going to do things or maneuver a certain way or lead people down a certain path for my benefit. No
0: mm-hmm. matter
1: if that means everyone else loses, I need to win. So yeah. I'm going to be selfish. But like the selfish you're talking about, the real selfish is like almost the complete opposite, I guess, for lack of a better term or to save some time. It's like at the end of the day, I'm no longer going to conform or compromise for everybody else mm-hmm. or for of what make else thinks makes sense. And I'm going to finally take it upon myself to be like, yo, let me just stop listening to everybody else or stop thinking about all the things that I thought about growing up or whatever I was taught. And let me just do what feels right, right? And like you said, you still find that ball and in like that zone, like that's how you know you love something, bro, easily. If anyone ever asked that question, that's how you know.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. There's
1: that, zone, there's that mode you get in and nothing else matters.
0: Nah, it's crazy. And where that kind of takes me in terms of, all the stuff that you put out, everything that you you preach yeah. is when you don't do that, you come across this other part of you, right? This other self that becomes like egotistical. Like you have, yeah. you have this way about you that becomes I'm going to lead other people in a direction that benefits me only. I'm going to take down other people's buildings. I'm not going to build next to them. Yeah, I'm not going to build with them. I'm going to tear them down so mine looks taller. Yeah. Which is crazy and where that takes me in terms of your preaching and what you talk about and your songs is uh surrender your ignorance and stick to your diligence, bro. Yeah. That shit, yo, I remember I remember like 2 years ago when I went to PVD Fest and I heard you say that. And I don't think I had talked to you in a, probably like 2 3 years.
1: Yeah, it was a couple years, yeah. Yeah,
0: we hadn't talked in a while and I hadn't even been keeping up with what you was doing. I, I was up way at school in mass and then I saw you and I heard you say that and I was like, What? I was <laughs> like, yo, hold up. <laughs> yo, I still I remember that from that day, which was like yeah. three years ago. It's crazy. It's always in it's it's in my head. It's Amazing.
1: Wild. It's Amazing. wild.
0: And that's when we started to like rekindle and talk and chat and like Definitely. Realize we we're both going down the same kind of like path of, you know, trying to spread spread positive vibes, do good things, and do something for ourselves, not just, you know, get a good education and get into a job that, you know, pays such and such and 45 years later end up in a place where we ain't, we we weren't selfish enough to do something good for ourselves, right? Yeah. You
1: want kind to of look back and, and, and complain or regret or like, be mad about things that you could have controlled, but you didn't, and now yeah. it's now it's long gone. And it's crazy because when we came across each other, like especially on on um, Instagram, and we started to talk more and more, like after obviously after yeah, and like I and I started to see what you were doing. Like it was just like oh word dope. Like I see Dylan, he's grinding, bro. Like he's doing the fitness, the nutrition. Like bro, he's like you know what I'm saying. Like he's in great shape. He's doing his thing. But then I paid. Close enough attention and started to realize it was more lifestyle. Like you weren't just, you know what I'm saying. Like you weren't just yeah. coming on and be like, "Hey guys, make sure you eat your greens or work out yeah. and be buff and strong." Like not, nah, you were preaching a lifestyle and how I kind of came up with that um that that line. I mean, yeah, I was it, gonna it, ask it, that. <laughs> yeah, it came it came naturally. To be honest, like I didn't sit down and think about it, but like looking back and hearing like your story, like always from the outside looking in, that helps me kind of realize. Where I was at, and like, and I could kind of put two and two together. Because when it's happening, it's happening, bro. Like, I can't really see that. I'm, I'm, just doing it. So it was kind of like at first when when I first started to like do like a lot of successful things, and I saw the success, and I, I was able to see myself get better. Like I was doing it long enough to see myself, like to be able to look back on something and oh shit, look, I got much better, or, oh wow, like this is exactly what I wanted to do with this sound, and look where I'm at now. And I realized that, like, you, like, just listen to the introduction, you know, I know him as the pterodactyl, <laughs> but know knows him as criminal. And, and I started to realize there's different worlds, like, just w- within myself, there's like different people that if I go and say hi to them, not only will they call me a different name, but we'll have a different kind of conversation, and yeah. it's nuts. And I was like, I need to embrace who I am I need to embrace who I am as a as an artist fully and, and I need to understand that scribe is not somebody else scribe is me and scribe's always been me and like you said there's that other side of you that is it's a bitter side of you mm. so when I started to see certain things and, and and especially when you're new right when you drop your first song everybody listens when you do your first big show everybody's there when you do it's always the first 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 and that's okay like it's not to say that's a bad thing but first are huge so you start to get bitter when it doesn't feel the same anymore because yeah. you're making it about you you know what i'm saying so it's like it's about me like why 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 didn't dylan share my second song he shared my first <laughs> like you know what i'm saying you start to yeah. think crazy. oh my my first show had 400 people why does this show have 50
0: yeah. do they
1: not me anymore am i doing something wrong oh blah, blah blah and it's like surrender your ignorance like this is way greater than me Simply for the fact that, bro, when I'm writing stuff, it like it just comes, and it's to the point now. I don't even have to write. Things, you know what I'm saying? It's like I've learned how to experience life, and I learn how to stay composed and stay cool, and not like just fill my head with junk. And that's what I've been doing my whole life, and and it's not a it's not a bad thing. We I think we all do it, right? Yeah, it it's not like how we're brought up. Like, uh, there's always somebody telling you Plan B. There's always someone telling you you sure you want to do that? I didn't even know you did that. Oh, wow. Oh, didn't you, what happened to this? What happened to football? And it's like, if, if I was to listen to half the people who, who put their input, right? Well, like yeah. what I did, not at all, bro. Nah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm that, still bro. a crazy man to some, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, surrender your ignorance. Just realize that like you got to do things for yourself, bro. Just like you said, like, you really It really has to be because you love it. It has to be with purpose. Or, or you're nev- I don't care how talented you are, bro. Like you said about Florida, too. Like, if you have a good mind, you'll always stay out of trouble, bro. If you're doing things for the, for the wrong reason, I don't care how talented you are, how much people claim to love you. It's just not going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, it's not going to last.
0: You hit on so many things, bro. And, and the way I can summarize all of that is <laughs> we got to play the long game.
1: Yes, longevity.
0: Some people, yeah, some people are so stuck in the quick gains. Like, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to work out for three months before the summer so I look good. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> ah,
1: <that's laughs> so not, I look good for the summer, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's not what this life is about. And there's, I've heard it so many times from so many p- different people now because all I do is listen to podcasts because I got away from filling my mind with that junk. I listen to business owners. I listen yeah. to people talking about health and wellness and lifestyle. That's all I consume. And it's good to step away from it sometimes, like you said. Yeah. But listening to it, you hear themes, right? You hear people talk about the same things. Yes. And you realize that it's so much about the long game because you can hit 25 and be like, oh, my God, there's so many knees. There's so many worlds. There's so many levels to who I am. And you feel like you don't have any time coming forward and like no time left. You have to do everything right now. You have to, you know, be successful at everything you've ever dreamed of. <laughs> 25 and then all of a sudden you're 40 and you're like, damn, I still feel 25. And I still have so much more life to live. And there's so many oh. more opportunities. Yeah. It's crazy. And perfectly. so that, what was you going to say?
1: No, I just said perfectly said like that's oh
0: appreciate it bro and that that makes me think of the second half of that like stick to your diligence what does diligence mean to you?
1: Diligence is ex- almost that's crazy that you <laughs> segued like that almost exactly what you said the long game staying diligent means Scribe's gonna put out an album and if it doesn't hit one million streams by tomorrow Scribe's not gonna quit Scribe's mm. not gonna question his message Scribe like you be diligent as in if you, right, we all believe in different things. So not to, like, make this sound like it's biased towards one thing or offend anybody. If you believe in any type of higher power, even the universe, right, yeah. and this that's going on, and these things that are going on. Dylan, like, if I could sit here, bro, and have a whole album, and, and I could tell you what every song's about and why I wrote the song, but in the moment of writing the songs, I can literally be like, bro, I never once thought of that line. It just came to me. Like, I never once thought of that line. Like, I'm just living, I'm watching, I'm observing, I'm soaking it in. And when the time comes, it comes. So why would I go against that? Why would I sit at that paper and be like, hmm, like, what does the world want to hear? Or what line will make me famous? Or what line will make me sound like somebody else? So stay, like, maybe that's an easy route. You know, maybe I can sound like somebody and, and really perfect that and be pop, be like the biggest name ever for a year. And then fall, fade all the way back.
0: Soldier boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So staying diligent is really just believing in yourself and also understanding that no matter what success comes, I'm competing with only one person and that's me. How can I keep getting better? Like right? Because the what the world sees from Scribe anyway is... Phases ago, man. I'm just finally able to express that. But I'm on to the next phase. You know what I'm saying, Dylan? Like that shit is just real, bro.
0: (laughs) Yo, it's so crazy. Me and my sister, I want to say it was like two weeks ago, had the wildest conversation about we live in the past, bro. When you look at somebody like I'm seeing you three seconds ago, yeah. It's crazy. And we don't think about that, but our our eyes have such a crazy way of tricking us and no, things absolutely. happen so quickly on so many different levels. And there's, and there's no, there's no way to measure time. There really is not. And no. we have ourselves stuck in a crazy world that we're trying to measure time with. And it's wild because it, it gives us this false reality that everything somebody is doing is present. Yeah. It is the fact that right now I'm saying these words as the person I am right now, but it's really the person, like you said, that I cultivated two years ago and I'm just now expressing. Period, bro. <laughs> wild, wild. Right?
1: When you think about it, even on a grander scheme, like our generation, we grew up, I feel like we grew up in a dope way. We, we weren't super addicted to technology. We still played outside. We still, you know, we still had like, Morals, I'm not saying kids younger, than <laughs> but like yeah we we kind of grew up a little tough like nineties babies like we weren't we, we're not two thousand babies, but we still live in this world, right like Instagram's still ours like we we, we can't we can't hide from that no and it's crazy how you, when you talk about like the past and all that like i we can be having this conversation right now, and while I'm talking to you, I can be uploading an image of me on stage and act like that's what I'm doing right. Mm-hmm. and if you don't truly know me I'll, you wouldn't question that you'd be like oh did you watch scratch story he's rocking out on, on stage and it's that's why it's so toxic to get stuck in that mindset of just watching 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 and thinking everything you're watching is present and real and what's 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 happening in the world and what you need to connect to because a lot of people man they don't think like we do they're kind of waiting for a direction and little yeah. do they Oh, sometimes they're, they're heading in a direction that's long gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, because it happened. It already passed. Yeah. yeah. And if, if you didn't hop on the train of taking action, then you didn't get on. You you nope. yeah,
1: You got to wait then, for the next one.
0: Yeah. And it's action is the only way to cultivate anything that you want to happen. It's yes. not, it's not going to find you. Nope. It's not about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. And some people are like, yo, I got, you know, but what if I like, people say you got to meditate and like dig deep and figure out what's going on in your head. Yeah, but that takes the action of saying I'm going to dig deeper today than I did yesterday and I'm going to meditate and try to get into a deeper place. Then you're you're going to create the ability to get to a deeper place. You're not going to find a deeper place. You're going to create Yo, yo, well said, bro. Well it's said. wild because there's just there's so many levels to it, and like you said, the generational stuff is we're so lucky because we grew up with a little bit of the past and a little bit of the future, so we were easily adapted to it. Yeah, had a good transition, like twelve, thirteen to fifteen, exactly. starting to see the like the the social media start to take off. MySpace bro. What?
1: <laughs> like, yeah, that was game changing.
0: Yeah. And it started with what? It started with AIM. Yep. Right? Just them
1: to each other at the computer. That's yeah, it. Yeah, bro.
0: Like I still remember my aim my aim usernames, bro. Like <laughs> Oh
1: my I don't even know if I can remember mine, but all I know is that they would definitely be embarrassed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> definitely all my bro, all mine were basketball related. But, definitely. I can see that, you know, uh, but it's crazy, bro. There's just so many levels to this stuff and our ability to transform our minds and cultivate new mindsets just allows the people in the future to go beyond and and to evolutionize that, take it to a grander scheme, take it to a better level and hopefully help more people on a bigger scale. Uh,
1: That's the goal, right?
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, it's just to to provide impact in a positive way, always. Because there's so much negativity and there's so much other crap going on. It's just that- so
1: much faith, Dylan, like so so much faith, bro. Like, and people are just. I feel like at this point, like I'm not one of those. I'm to listen.
0: <laughs> no, my, no take the mic. Go. The
1: thought process, right? So, like, you get what I say when I say I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I definitely think off the deep end. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, everything's so fake and everything's so, like, there's this, like, giant scheme behind it all. But I'm starting to really, really, really believe at a certain point people are just okay with being fed false stuff. They're just like, yo, if it just – it's cool. Yo, like, it makes me feel good. Like, I don't care if it's fake. I don't care if that's – that's just not, he doesn't care about his fans or blah, 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 I'm not saying that's important, but like, I'm just starting to really see people starting to accept like less and be okay with it. Just because mm-hmm. for right now, it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. So I'll worry about it later. And that that really throws me off. Cause I don't know when we took that turn. <laughs>
0: you know what I'm yeah. saying? When, like, when did, that, when did that start to become the reality of just like, I'm just gonna exist and whatever happens around me happens. Like, nah, bro, like, everything's, I don't know, I don't know what your perspective is on energy, but I'm assuming we have a very, very similar thought process on that. Of course. (laughs) In the sense (laughs) that, yo, it's, it's eternal and it's in every single thing that we do, that we say, that we act on, that we are. And you have the ability to change that energy around you. Always, there's
1: always. always a way out. There's always an option, a choice. Like, there's no way that there's never a situation where where you can't go up, no. ever. Whether it's the lowest low or the highest high, it doesn't end.
0: No, it doesn't. it's infinite. There's a there's an unparalleled just existence to everything. And, and there's there's two ways to go about everything. Definitely more, yeah. but at least two in every situation.
1: Exactly.
0: What? I mean. It's wild that we got here from East. From <laughs> like, East, bro. It's really wild. Uh, because, I mean, thinking back on it, we weren't having any of these conversations. We weren't talking about this stuff. We were doing the stupidest crap six, <laughs> seven years ago. Yeah, and we thought we were so grown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? You get to 16, you're like, bro. I'm driving the whip. I'm with everybody else, and yeah. then you hit 24, and you're like, damn, yeah. I'm not, I didn't even get nowhere yet. Like, I'm just <laughs> the ball just started rolling, and then, like I said, you hit 40, and you're like, wow, this is crazy. I've done so much. I've heard. now when you you sit there and you realize that you can talk about the 30 jobs you had in the past, or like I used to do this when I was a kid, or yeah. You know, back when I lived in such and such, it's like I say back. Yeah, when I lived in Rhode Island, in my mind, I'm like, "What did you just say?" Because it still doesn't hit me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I, bro, I trust me. That must feel nuts. It's wild. It's like I went home on vacation and I was like, "Damn, I have a whole different life." Yeah. And none of this. None of this is. I haven't seen this in a year. None of this is who I am or what I'm doing on a daily basis. And it it's wild because we all have opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And that must be a crazy feeling. You know what I mean? <laughs> it really is. It really is. But I still always consider that home. That's always That's always home. That's always stomping grounds. I mean, I don't think I'll ever live there for a long, long period of time. But I'm a, that's always a dear, a dear place in my heart. it built us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. I, you have to give, just like all the greats in in ball, right? You have to give credit to the ones that came before you. Of course. And you have to give credit to the places where you've been and the people that you came from and, and were a part of. So it's yeah. wild. Speaking of Prav and Rhode Island. You just got interviewed with WBRU, correct? Yes, WBRU, correct. Yo, how was that? And and what led to that? Like, was that surreal? Was it just like we talked about before? Was it a cultivation of stuff that happened in the past and it just started to come to fruition? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you put yourself consistently in these positions to succeed and, and be recognized? Because it's, it's not easy. and you're definitely doing it the right way so level great one. great way to great way to word that bro set me up
1: perfect so it was definitely like a cultivation of things um one of my big homies chip douglas he he's on wbru every now and then like he'll make guest spots or like when he's throwing a show he'll go to the uh, studio on um, the radio station and plug it in he's, okay. he's, close with a, he's close with the djs that spin over there But so when I'm going to WBRU for this interview and stuff, I'm expecting to see some familiar faces. But what was awesome was that I saw not one familiar. And I guess it was the team they have over at WBRU, a bunch of Brown students, students that go to the uh, Brown University. And they're they're running um, a guy named Christian. He's he's, he's starting to, like, kind of run this media outlet through there. So I got, yeah, so the first two people that were on there, at least to my knowledge, were Storm Ford and Trav Black, and those are two two uh, dope artists from Rhode Island that I've done shows with. And I, I, I guess I was the third installment, and when I went there, man, it was just, it was super dope when you've built enough of a reputation or you have enough of a catalog where people can, like, do their homework on you, and then kind of, like, when you come there, they're ready for you. That's different, you know, rather than just, so explain yourself. So who are you? So what does this mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm slowly but surely starting to get there and why I feel like I'm I'm seeing these opportunities now is as crazy as it sounds like this year is the first year I have to admit that I honestly and truly can say I a thousand percent dedicated myself to this, you know, like no more compromising, no more doubting, no more like playing the background just because, you know, like not trying, oh, I don't want to step on anyone's toes or I'm not, I'm the humble, quiet guy. Like it's like, now it's like, no, like this is, this is a thousand percent what I want to do, bro. This is what I, this is what I'm working for. I'm not going to back down to anything. So I'm working on a project now. And I just feel like the, the organized, the organized uh, approach I'm having finally, rather than just doing stuff off pure talent, doing stuff off pure intuition. Cause what I would do was I'll start working on a project. Weeks, months pass by. I'm in a whole different mindset. So then I just start working on a whole nother plan. But now I'm sitting down and I'm saying, no, I'm gonna capture this moment, right? Cause this was the a turning point for my life, you know. I wouldn't say it was a it was like a huge low or anything, but I, I just was I was in, I was putting myself in tough situations and now that I look back, I feel like, I mean, I'm very, I'm very self-reflective. So I guess I always end up saying this, but it was self-inflicted, bro. I could have did things better, but I'm not gonna regret anything, and I'm not gonna beat myself up because those things I was going through, I, would go, I was going through them for the first time. So how can I get mad at myself? But it, but that showed me how quick this life can pass you, how how quick you can be the guy that was like, "Dang, remember Scribe, bro? He was nice. What happened? Oh, X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you can be that guy in a matter of years, and, and I, I'm not the one to say. It's it's ever too late. I don't believe in I don't believe in too late, but I definitely believe in making it harder on yourself, you know? And it gets harder as we get older, Dylan. You know that and like it gets harder as the more and more we like mess up. Like we have a lot at stake now. So a mistake can be a mistake, but just being reckless, like we can't do that anymore. Yeah. We're not we're not eighteen anymore, we're not seven, you know, like we're grown men. You be reckless, like you're gonna pay for it, bro. Yeah. And many in many of ways.
0: The craziest thing, too, is we're not the only ones who pay for it, because when you think exactly. of that the road or you think of the people that are influenced by us, so many other people lose hope or have to deal with the repercussions because they're like direct family or something of that. you know instance. exactly exactly and when you when you understand that concept and you can zoom out, I always say that when you can zoom out and see the bigger picture. That's how you can move, and regardless of where you end up, if you have the right mindset, you're not going to get into that crap because you understand there is no compromise. This is what I'm doing, and I'm not settling for anything less. Yeah, I'm I'm open-minded to being changed and for my path to change. Yes, but the the compromise will not be taken for anything other than making this happen
1: making this happen or making it better exactly and there's yeah. no more waiting for your special moment let me wait till my right like just like you say people in the gym that like, I'm gonna wait till my body's right oh I don't want to start working out yet because I'm embarrassed to go to the gym because I'm out of shape so first I'm gonna lose a couple pounds then I'll go work out Is that <laughs> zero sense right so no. oh I'm gonna wait till I have enough money to do this one idea before I put out music. It makes no sense, right? No, so
0: it's crazy and yo, you hit on something so perfectly before that I definitely you like summarized what I was struggling with for the last two years. And it almost seems like we're on identical like <laughs> and it's I, crazy. <laughs> timing wise it seems like we're on the identical path because for the last two years, I got to that point where I created and came up with the idea for Limitless Theory. Yeah, and I did so in order to create a, a nutrition guide for for, uh, for athletes. And I did that with Chris Capon. He was the one who uh, told me to basically, he was like, yo, I got a bunch of athletes that are asking for nutrition guidance. What can you provide? Yeah. I had a broken foot. So I was like, all right, I'm going to – I'm not playing basketball. I'm going to dedicate every second outside of class and basketball and work to this. Like, I want to come up with my brand. And I was going to wait till after college. Yeah. I realized it was like there's no more waiting, and that's why I took that broken foot and I ran with it. Quite literally, I (laughs) couldn't – but you know exactly what I'm saying. I was like, it doesn't even matter it's it's a small price to pay for realizing that I'm gonna come up with this whole different lifestyle and start to live it and bring it to fruition yeah and I got to the point where I created for six months I wrote this nutrition guide like all day every day I was editing it for months on months on months and after that I released it and I that other selfish right that ego hit and I was like damn, it didn't do what I thought it was going to do. And then my mind was like, yo, I'm just going to create things like crazy and I'm going to put so many things out that nobody's going to be able to just say no to all of them. Like there's going to be so many things and so many options. Everyone's going to be able to buy something because that's what I was thinking. Like you you started this and that's where my mind was. And then I realized I had seven different projects going. But like you said, those ideas came to me months ago. So I'm in a totally different headspace. And yeah. when you said that, bro, it clicked for me. I was like, damn, I was trying to do so many things at once. And it, I knew they, it wasn't going to work out, but I like, dude, I still have programs and stuff that are half written. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can still and go. You might never it. the light of day. Yeah. I might never do it because like, honestly, some of them I could care less about that idea. And that, that, that identity that it would bring to me, I'm not really about That's, exactly. that's not who, I'm, who I am who I want, what I'm preaching anymore. So there's no need for it, but it's crazy to say that because now this has become something that I've put so many tokens into is, is this podcast. Cause you know, there's nothing better than conversations like this. So Here it is, bro. Yeah. it's amazing. <laughs> I'll do anything at any time of day to have a conversation like this with anybody who has this mindset and is just looking to grow and spread all this positivity. And I'm trying to get the name out there for people who are our age, who are all starting something. Because we all need platforms and we all need exposure. There's no better way to just do that and help everybody out. Uh, of I course, now a- at
1: the end of this discussion, there's going to be somebody that knows Scribe, and now they know Dylan. Yeah. And now, you know what I'm saying? Somebody who knew Dylan and didn't know who the hell I was? Yeah. And you, it, we, we always win, man. It's it's and when all love, you always win.
0: Yes, 100%, bro. Love never that's loses, it. and positivity definitely never loses the same concept i put that on my story the other day i, I said uh i got this from gary v actually yeah, he said uh yeah that man's wild but he's <laughs> so raw he's so real he said uh negativity uh might be up at halftime but positivity will always win always and i took it to the next level and i because i always like to step out and zoom out and i was like fuck negativity might win that game but they won't win the season matchup. You might play them two more times and win both times. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, like, there's so many levels to all of this. It's wild. And it's it's great to know that there's more people our age that are doing it. Of course. It's a peace of mind for, like, I'm not struggling for nothing. Like, I'm not going at this alone. There's so many people <laughs> trying to do good in the world. Yes.
1: And, and we're, and we're going to make it count. And, like you said, positivity, like – We can sit here and complain about everything, or we can actually appreciate how much dopeness is going around, how much positivity is going around. Because it's
0: there. Some people just choose to to not to see it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And and going back to what you said before is like, I think everybody kind of knows it, but we're just accepting it because we're accepting the fact that we're not going to be our best selves. And I know you actually said that in one of your songs. is it something? Maybe it's. Hold on, I wrote it down somewhere. Um. Oh, Daddy's home, and Daddy's home. Oh yep, yeah, yeah that, yeah. Yeah, you said I cannot pretend to be anything than the best. Yeah, and like, it's crazy because so many people will take that as, yo, know, he's just being selfish. Like he's saying, yeah, <laughs> <he's the best.
1: laughs>
0: yeah, he's cocky, but I, I, I think. And I, I, am assuming, but I have no doubt that you're saying I'm not going to be anything but the best person that I can be. Of course, yeah. Of course.
1: And it, and a crazy kind of like double entendre to it, because with me everything's detailed, right? Like I'm, I don't care about what I see. It's, the, it's the little things. Yes. So when I say something like that, it's the, the main message is always of course, like I'm going to be the best I can be, and I'm not going to like. I'm no longer going to accept that. uh, I'm not going to come home. There's no more nights coming home like, wow, I could have went harder. Or, damn, I should have spoke up, but I didn't. You know? No more of that. But also, it's funny because people paint this perception of you based off what you do and how you act and how you look. Everything. (laughs) And sometimes I like to, like, play this game where I kind of feed it. Because everybody, everybody wants to tell you something until you start believing or until you start actually doing it and then it's a problem. So it's like, everybody wants the underdog to win until underdogs the champ. Right. Mm -hmm. Then it's like, Oh, he had the belt for five years. This is boring. But like before he had the belt, everybody loved him. And it's like nothing changes. Right. So when I say, when I, when I said, I don't want to be pretend to be anything less than the best. It was just like, (laughs) it is just funny to think like that because it's so true but at the end of the day i'm going to i'm going to just be the best i can be because no matter if i'm at the top, the bottom, i'm in the middle of the pack, i'm struggling, i'm winning, there's going to be a group of people who have a problem with what i'm doing. Yeah. So it's like i i realized that this success is just it's, it's perception like you may be you may be so successful that everybody in your hometown, and that means so much to you. Then here comes this guy who rolls through in a Lamborghini, and he's looking at you like, "What? Like you're yeah? Like you're that success to you?" Yeah. So just like just like we talked about the infinite, like you you can't you can't max out on an amount of money. You can't max out on an amount of cars. It's just mm-hmm. endless. Like we can't look at it like that. So I'm not gonna pretend to be anything that's the best, bro. I'm gonna be the best me because. Everything else is just kind of a figment of our imagination, honestly. Like, yeah, like there's it's no insane. way I can ever be the best rapper in the world. Like, the whole seven billion people are not going to sit at a conference and be like, "Yeah,
0: I think it's prime." Definitely you know? that guy. Yeah. Be <laughs> <not gonna> <laughs>
1: like,
0: all right, uh, a little noise for the guy on the right. Uh, yep. All right, and the uh, guy on the left. <laughs> exactly. Our yeah, <we're> winner. <laughs> yeah. That's not happening. Yes. Just trying to be our. It's so true, bro. And and it's it's crazy, too, that we have such a wild opportunity. Not only – I get this from Gary Vee, too, bro. Not only do we have a crazy opportunity, the fact that, like, we were born as humans. And yeah. crazy 400 trillion to one chance that we became that. But the fact that we were also born into a, a – a life in the United States where culture is, we have the number one culture in the United States in terms mm. of the impact that it has on the world. It's not mm. the best whatsoever. It might be, <laughs> it might be the worst, <laughs> but it, uh, in terms of our ability to be on a big scale and impact people all around the world, We were given the best opportunity being born in the United States. Easily. It's not even close. And so many people, bro, just write that off. They don't care. They don't take advantage of that. And it's crazy because that just speaks to the fact that they don't want anything more than the lies they're being told. Yes. That's a cool reality for them. They're going to live there, and they're going to be mediocre forever.
1: And the, I feel like the, the thing about Americans that, that makes them that way is, it's the gift and the curse of America. Yeah. I feel like in America, you can see, you can, like you, if you literally never leave America, you can still see anything. Everything. Because we take other people's cultures and we just slap them in our country. Like, oh, different foods and different <laughs> types of architecture and all these different types of arts. Like bring it to America, bring it to different, looking people different colored people like you don't have to travel the world to see that it's right here in America I'm a first generation American like my mom's not from this country you know what I'm saying like I have about 10 or 11 aunts and uncles all of them are from k and when I went to k it was actually sophomore year um, I was 15 and I, I remember being mad that I was gonna miss uh, the two a days hell week. Remember hell week, bro? <laughs> I was mad because I was like, I "Do I remember hell week? Yeah, of course I do. Of course I remember." bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I was mad because I'm like, "This is my. This is the year after being a freshman. I have to earn a spot, right? I'm gonna oh. have new coaches. Coach Tori's gonna see me. Like I'm mad. But when I went to the Cape Verde, it literally changed my life. And I was watching kids listening to Eminem." They were listening to I'm Not Afraid. Yeah. Like, bro, that song was a whole year old. That was like, our, to us, that was last summer's hit. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, that's what it is. Like, America gives, like, there, there's kids that don't speak a word of English and they can sing you that song. Like, yeah. that's, like, America gives them hope. And it's like, you, you see kids grow up there and it's like, well, what are you going to do? go to the army, like the Cape Verdean army. Like, what are you going to do in that? And what what benefits are they going to give you? Or you're just going to kind of help out at home, like farm, do whatever, fish. And it's like, when I went back home, it was like, like my grandfather, just my grandfather. I only have to go back two people, from my mother to my grandfather. Like he took his, he, he was the chief of police in Cape Verde. So he's a respected man. You know what I'm saying? He's not rich, but he's fine. And it's like, he, he put all of that in jeopardy with the knowledge in his head that if I can successfully do this, they, they won't, you know what I'm saying? Like they'll have a way better opportunity. Like he wasn't comfortable. Yeah. He, you're the chief of police. You can just forever just raise generations. But no, he took them to, he took them one by one by one, little groups, little groups. I had aunts like my, my cousin, Jerome, like his mother, like when my mother moved here, she was probably six or seven, but his mother was 16. So you're talking about a sixteen-year-old girl who who leaves her entire life to go work in a factory, so she can just so she can send money back home, mm-hmm. to, to get her sisters and brothers here. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, I wanna, I wanna, I want my check so I can buy sneakers. Like nowadays, a sixteen-year-old, and and you deserve that as a sixteen-year-old. But like that just made that that brought me up in a different way. I was raised in a different way. I was I was blessed enough to have a different culture where I was able to see that the American way is not the only way. And it's not that it's wrong, but there's, there's other ways and other ways are okay. And, and and that just brings me to my final point as in like, I think the problem with America is I think, well, we are, we're, it's the best place in the world. Hands down. We're full of amazing people, amazing things, but there's so many people that have never put themselves in other shoes yeah. that when, when other people live different, they almost like look at them like, what's wrong? Why wouldn't you do that? You know, like, Why don't you like what I like? Why don't you dress the way I dress? Why don't you eat what I eat? Like, what? Like you, you're missing out on so much. But yo, that's a great point, Dylan. I didn't expect to speak about something like that, but that's something I bring up all the time, man.
0: Mm. Like we're blessed, we're blessed. We have, and you put it perfectly in in a bunch of different ways throughout that. We can see the rest of the world without leaving the border, right? Period we have the opportunity to change our perspective every single day. <laughs> and every single person that we encounter, and I say this all the time, every person I encounter is an opportunity to learn from or help.
1: Yo, I yeah. love that.
0: And with a lot of people it's not or and most times it's and learn and help, right? You can learn from people and help them at the same time. And that's another thing the the intro to this podcast talks about bringing a limitless perspective to people and yeah you know, limitless theory a, a
1: fire name by the way it's,
0: thank you if you've bro
1: you done anything right so far <laughs> you definitely got the branding down bro. That, <laughs> thank that, you, bro. That just has a, it has a punch to it limitless theory bro fire
0: thank you bro i appreciate it and that that has been my my whole cultivation of what i'm trying to do is i mean in a way this podcast is selfish because i'm i'm reaching out to people that come from different backgrounds that come from a different life or that are you know not from this country or first generations americans or yeah. maybe you know their whole family grew up here and they were one of the first you know european families to come through But either way, you can gain perspective from all of them, them. from everybody. And that has been a huge part of me kind of evolving since high school is just exposing myself to those things. The culture of the food, the music, the rituals, the people, the language, like there's so many things that you can take from it. And I think that has has helped me tremendously. And that's why it's cool. Like, definitely going to East. That that played a big part in it. It's, oh, yeah, and so I cool. tell people that all the time. It's so cool how many types of people I met there. Like, <laughs> people. Yo, that, that. East was very diverse. Yeah, and I loved every second of it, bro. But I never, I I was that kid walking around like, you don't like what I like. You don't wear Nike socks with the Nike Air Maxes, bro. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Doing, like, yeah, what are you doing bro like what do you like, mean you don't eat subway bro you go to you go to uncle uncle uh, sushi you don't go to <laughs> like nah i should have been going there like i should have been doing those different things at that age but it's cool now because now i understand that and it's i'm grateful that i can reach back out to tons of the people that i went to school with and they're still positive enough and, and you know, have the mindset of, yeah, absolutely, let's reconnect, let's rekindle. There's a lot we can learn from each other, and that's, you can't put a, a price on that. On, on that. Priceless, for sure. Priceless, for sure. And it's
1: something that we could never even wish for, because you can't understand it until it happens. Like, that's how I know when things are, like, special and meaningful. Like, there's nothing in this world that's really worth that, 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 that's that important, excuse me. <laughs> could just sit back and just wish for it you know like everybody's just like oh i just i wish i could i wish i had this amount of money or i wish i had this car i just bro like never once in my endeavor in life did i just i just always want an opportunity and to be able to see what's going on like if i fail that's okay i'm not i'm not praying to succeed i but i i need to know why did i fail like what was wrong like what did i do wrong because nothing is just the world has it out for you (laughs) <laughs> Nothing's ever just as simple as oh these guys hate me. Things are out of our control. Sometimes people do messed up things and they you know they try to make life harder for other people. I understand that, but just like just growing up, bro, I just really realized that like, I could take a lesson out of anything. Like why why would I soak? Like my if it's not over, then we keep it moving. You know like what like why did that happen? I'm, I just don't believe in oh this happened. My life sucks. Oh this happens. I I have the worst luck ever bro i'm not bro there's something going on so you got to fix something like you're 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 adding the same formula and expecting different results and you're just blaming it on just the the, like you know like the short end of the stick no it makes no sense to me you know because like you said when you listen to these podcasts when you when you watch these interviews and you see all these successful smart people you start to pick up on the theme Mm -hmm. mm-hmm Depending it's like, it's really not as complicated as it is, but it is as complicated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're all coming from our own situation,
1: exactly. but
0: the ability to take advantage of an opportunity is the same basic principle. Period. You an opportunity and you do the best that you can with it. You have a certain amount of knowledge at a certain point when that opportunity crosses your path. Yeah. you use that knowledge and say that's a good opportunity I should take it or you say that doesn't seem like a good idea I'm not going to take it and that's simple exactly <laughs> and you don't you don't you don't know how to do that opportunity 99% of the time until you get there you figure until it you out get, yes which is another crazy thing because for me I'm very much a one-on-one type of person like this is is this is my perfect atmosphere.
1: Okay, same
0: in high school, I was definitely a little more social in this fact that like I could walk into a room and try to <laughs> persona like personify myself and, and capture energies. Yeah. But I've kinda, I've gotten away from that, and I still have that ability if need be. But I don't do it nearly as much. But someone like you who has to go out and perform, how do you go about like? that first time you performed, like that was an opportunity that you said, yeah, I'm going to do that. But you hadn't done it before. Yeah. So like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> learn, right? And like, th- there's this crazy just evolution of like, oh, that wasn't that bad. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. So like, my question to you is, do you still get fearful when you are about to hop on stage? Or like, is there a certain level of like, anxiety that comes along with it?
1: Oh man, great question. I'm gonna start it off very cliche, but then I'm gonna I got a good metaphor to kind of like rationalize it. When I first stepped on stage, it just happened. It was natural. It came to me. It's just like me being like, yo, Dylan, do you remember the first time like you knew you loved basketball? No, bro, you just had a ball in your hand. You were dribbling, shooting everywhere, you know, playing. Being Kobe Bryant or Allen Iverson in your own head at the YMCA when you're a kid—you're just like three, two. Like it just <laughs> happens, right? Same yeah. thing with football for me. Music—it just happened. But I definitely was was just nervous for many reasons. Are they gonna like it? Am I gonna mess up? But to be honest, as shy as I was growing up, although I always was like funny and outgoing, I also there was a shy side of me too. Yeah. I never feared other people. I never feared like oh they're in the crowd and they're watching me right now holy I never feared that but i i did think will they like it does like you said kind of like adjusting to the scene so like sometimes i would i would be chilling at a venue before i performed and i would get so far into my own head that i would be like should i even do this song because this crowd doesn't seem like they're like that kind of crowd you know and then i just kind of graduated to the no scribe's gonna bring scribe and whether you love my content or love my music or not that's not really what we're here for. We're here for an experience. Like you're gonna leave and you're gonna be like, yo, he's talented, yo, he's got it. Yo, that line he said, yo, when he was jumping up, oh, when he called that girl on stage or that guy on stage and then he asked him this, like, it's an experience because at the end of the day, you're gonna fall in love with my music on your own time. Whether you do that or not, that's on your, you're gonna sit down, listen to it when you're in the gym, when you're doing whatever you do, and you're relaxing, you can actually take it in. But when I'm performing, it's more about the experience. So over time, I just learned like, I'm gonna go up there and I'm going to interact with people. This is not a whole, hey, look at me, this is my song, Bob your head, jump around and like my song because I'm cool and I'm popular. Like, no, it's like everybody's going, whether, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> whether you're a 50 year old woman or a 16 year old kid, you know what I'm saying? From Providence, from Warwick, from Massachusetts, from Florida, from a different country, like. We're all going to enjoy this together because music's the most powerful thing on earth. It's in everything. Mm. It's, in mu- it's in movies, it's in sound, like that's music. Like if I pick up this little thing right here and I drop it, that's a sound. Like we all can relate to that. You know, there's something sound does to us that, that everybody enjoys it. There's not a soul on this earth that you're like, hey, did you, um, so you want to play some music on this car ride? And they're like, no, nah, I don't listen to don't, nah, don't do that don't have any music, no. It's impo- right? That's like one of the few things in this world besides eating, drinking, sleeping, breathing that all of us do. So to answer your question, to wrap it up, I don't get fearful anymore, but, and, and I'm very comfortable doing what I do, but there are times in certain shows where I'll really get sick. Like, I won't throw up or anything, but like, I'll really start to feel my gut just churning. I'm like, what is going on? Because I am not nervous one bit, <laughs> and And but I guess it's more when I'm transitioning through different phases or like I'm finally doing something new that i'm I guess my brain and my my gut goes, this is it, wow, like all that work and all those like closing doors to open new ones and all that like that's what this was for, and here's the moment where you kind of finally you like you achieved it, bro like now it's time to to continue to look forward, like you don't have to be stuck here anymore. But the crazy thing about that feeling is the second I grabbed the microphone, it's gone. Like, really quick story before you, before you get into what you have to say is, like, there was this one show I did where I was seconds away from puking for the first time before a show. Like, I just felt my mouth get watery. I wasn't nervous, but, like, something in me was like, oh, my God. And, like, I could feel my mouth water, and I was like, oh, I'm going to throw up. Like, this is terrible and like the host was taking way too long to introduce me so I'm like literally on the verge of like am I gonna make it am I gonna make it so when I heard him call my name I run up to the stage I grabbed the mic from him and when I just like when I grabbed the mic and I picked my head up and I was just grounded for a second and I realized okay you're on stage there's no more waiting and then I saw everybody looking up at me it was like gone just like that bro (laughs) just like that bro crazy I could never like I can never put a reason to that, but
0: it's just what it is. Yo, it's crazy because it's, and this is this is my fascination with the body, is, <laughs> yo, it's wild that that gut feeling, right, it's like, nah, it really is a gut feeling, like what is going on in your gut? Mm-hmm. It, real quick, I'll allude to that, is on a scientific scale, right, you have thousands and thousands of microbes, little ass microbes that live in your gut. They break down all the food, right? And there's so much energy within those microbes. You have more microbes in your gut than you have human cells in your entire body. So we're almost more of that than we are human, right? And (laughs) it's wild because like we were talking about before, everything is energy-based and whatever is going on is going to Conflict, right? Like water boiling is just a bunch of fucking water molecules bouncing around. Yeah, like, oh, why, why is this happening? <laughs> yeah, is, right. So the same kind of things happen when you're about to go through an energy experience, like something that it, it's new, it's something that's unprecedented, and you literally start to just bounce all those, they start to gain energy there starts to become this gravitational pull within your stomach. And that quite literally creates that turning of your stomach, that gut feeling of like, mm, I <laughs> grow up. I might not, I don't know. It's crazy that like, that's where my mind goes. And that's how I try to connect our reality and what we do see, hear, smell, taste, and touch to, what's really going on on like the cellular level the like the quantum level of this whole bigger picture bro it's
1: you need to send me this video so that i can go back to that, that okay. was- i need that right, i need, I need that, that clip if you're editing at least send me that clip so that <laughs> going through an experience so i'm questioning something i can remember what you said bro because no. that's real and i'm not i'm not gonna write this in stone because i'm not 100 sure but like pretty sure like didn't some ancient cultures believe that the brain like resided in the gut like because of the, those feelings they got from their gut
0: yeah we our gut can function completely entirely if someone were to cut off your head your gut could completely function for months there's bro, it's, crazy. how crazy is oh that?
1: you know how much reading i'm gonna do today because you <laughs>
0: You
1: know so how much it's I'm about to get done. Oh,
0: it's God. wild, man. That the the microbiome in your gut is quite literally related to your whole nervous system, and yo, know, and that's how I think of everything from a from an energy and like nervous system standpoint. You know, fear is a it's a product of the nervous system. Being violent, product of the nervous system. Anxiousness, depression, you know, all of those things is just a product of the stresses you've gone through and how you've dealt with them. And if they are still with you or not quite literally, it's, it, it, like we said before, it's simple, but it's so, but it's so, it's it's so
1: fascinating, man. Yes. It makes you really, it makes you really want to enjoy life and dig as deep as you can because this is just a, this is a cr- crazy experience, man. Like we're here, right? Just like, <laughs> you just like think about the, the chances of just, being here, like, even the chances of, although we already went to high school together and we're friends in high school, the chances of us just doing this right here is slim. That's crazy.
0: Super slim. Like, it's insane. <laughs> it, and it, it's, it just goes back to allude to the fact that we're in a great place of opportunity because of the time we were born and because of the place we were born. And we're, we're definitely blessed. And it's it's unreal that like you said, we ended up here, we're having these conversations and there's so much more that we don't know whatsoever. There's more that we don't know oh. than we do. So it's much crazy. Cause we feel like we know so much, but yeah. that kind of brings me to my last question. But before I ask that, where can anybody who's listening to this podcast, where can they absorb you as a person, your music, your life, Anything and everything that you have going on, um, where can yes. they where can they get that? So at any social media platforms at Supreme Scribe, you guys
1: don't know how to spell that. I'm sure it'll come up in the video. But at Supreme Scribe on all platforms, the music right now is on SoundCloud, and that's SoundCloud.com/supremescribe. Okay. But I'm currently, just like we talked about before, it's, it's dope how things just end up coming together. We just talked about, you asked me a question that I didn't really get to answer directly now that I'm remembering it. One of the last pieces of that question about like that whole WBRU experience was like, how can you continue to put yourself in these super dope professional, just like really good and growing positive um, opportunities? Like Mm -hmm. how can we consistently get that going? And that's by me doing my job, Dylan, not having an album on a streaming service is like being a ball player without like, it's like it's like it's like trying to declare for the draft or anything important without having any footage of your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Or or your footage is really hard to reach. You can't contact the NBA scout or GM like, hey, uh, bro, if you come over my house, I got a couple of tapes. Oh, my dad
0: recorded a couple of my yeah, games,
1: it, you know what they're on the VHS, bro. <laughs> so I've been in. So I've been in the studio because the studio is like my gym. And what a lot of artists don't realize is. You got to get better, right? You can't just say, oh, all right, this is my talent level. I'm going to just play the season. Nah, bro, you got to stay in the gym. You got to keep working, learn new moves, work on your euro, your hop step, whatever it is you handle. And it's like, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm playing with these sounds. These are my little go-to moves, you know? Like, this is my little step-back jumper that I'm developing. And this is my, you know, like, I got to get to the rim a little better. It's the same thing with songs. And one thing I've been doing is being able to say what I always said. And, and with the like the swag and the bravado that I've always had, but with less words. So it's a little more digestible, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not taking anything away, I'm not watering anything down, but I'm, I'm able to like not be stressing like, because I'm a poet and I'm a writer at the end of the day. So it's almost like a challenge to me. I want this to be complicated and I wanna use crazy words and crazy flows. <laughs> so now, but now I'm a little more focused on the flows and the things. So right now, finally to answer this, by August 30th, I'm gonna. That's on wax now. I'm thr- I'm being brave. August 30th, my album will be dropping on all streaming services: Spotify, Dude. Tidal, Google, every everything, anything you listen to music on. If you just search "Supreme Scribe," and the album will be called "Hollywood Scribe." And and basically, just a quick, quick, uh, quick spoiler. It's just basically about the whole process we talked about here today on on the uh, podcast, and just. Going through that whole process of life and forever changing and, and being viewed so many different ways and finally finding what's comfortable with you and accepting that no matter what.
0: That's so dope. Um be dope, man. Yeah. Come, yo, it's, it's
1: <laughs> definitely crazy, man. It's definitely a crazy. I'm very proud of what i what I'm working on.
0: Nice, bro. That's how it should be. And as you alluded to before, continue to be because yes. stepping on toes, who cares? Somebody <laughs> yeah. don't like it. Who cares? Yes. You know what know I'm saying it, it's your truth and you got to live that out and you got to live it out, man. Happily so, and freely. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think New Hampshire got it right. Live free or die. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my last question, bro, because we ended up crazily on this conversation and there's so much you can take from a conversation with a like-minded person even though not a like-minded person, right? Like you said, you you kind of throw, you throw uh fire to the wind sometimes when you're yes. talking to somebody. So <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you can learn so much from a conversation. So my last question is dead or alive, name the top five people that you would have a 30 minute conversation with if you could.
1: Oh, that's such a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I just want every viewer to know beforehand Dylan tried to help me get prepared, but I, I was, a, I thought I was the man. And I was like, nah, bro, throw anything at me. All right. In no specific order because I'm probably going to miss somebody and, and uh, text, yeah. text you later. Like, yo bro, I'm going to have to swap this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, that one.
0: Yo, I'm a trade. I just signed a waiver. That man's out. <laughs> that man's out, bro. I'm not on the salary cap.
1: <laughs> so I would say, to have a 30-minute conversation And One thing I'll say really quick before I say that is I love how you put that. Because everybody, especially in my world, like if I open up for somebody or I'm on a show with somebody that's bigger than me or is viewed as huge, like everybody just wants a picture, picture, picture. I'm like, if I can't talk to this guy, I don't need to meet him. Because the only thing I need from an experience is like, it was cool to take pictures, but I don't even take pictures of myself. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I would when I, when I whenever I'm in the presence of somebody that I feel like has achieved what I'm trying to achieve, or or is on the path and they're further down. I want to just be able to speak to them, even if it's five minutes. So I will go Bruce Lee's one, just bro, because he would like he had it all figured out the, yeah. the, the nutrition, the mind, the everything we talked about. Bruce Lee was that guy. Yeah. So I'll go Bruce Lee. I'll definitely go Malcolm X. And and I would say, obviously for the obvious reasons, but the main reason I would say is because he went through so much defeat before he was great. Before he was viewed as what he was, he went through so much defeat and being looked at as like a petty criminal, a no good. You know what I'm saying? Like he was told in like fifth grade by his guidance counselor, like, "Oh, you want to be a lawyer? No way in hell that'll happen. No, never." You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, the, so to hear his story and like what what lit that fire under him, that would be amazing. So Bruce Lee, I would say Malcolm X. Oh, man. <laughs> I will throw, I'll throw a musician out there so we can keep this moving because I'll think all day. So I, so I got kind of like an activist, a kind of philosopher. I'll throw a musician out there. As crazy as this sounds, I would want to speak to DMX, man. DMX, somebody who, who kind of is a poster child for that duality, that good, and that ego, you know, like he would have one song where he's preaching the gospel and then one song where he's talking crazy or reckless. like, yeah, reckless. So it's like that, how he balances that or how he views himself and how he views life would be crazy on top of like DMX was the first hip hop artist ever to have five number one albums in a row. And not everybody knows that about mm-hmm. So that's a smart guy as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, two more, two more people I'll add is... <laughs> oh, Dylan, that's tough.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. It's ruthless. It is.
1: And I'll throw an athlete in there because we both like sports. Yeah. yeah. An athlete I would love to speak to without being—I'm trying not to be biased, though. But this sounds so biased. Allen <laughs> <Yeah>. Iverson, bro. <laughs> Allen Iverson, bro. So misunderstood. So misunderstood. Um. So misunderstood. Going through what he went through, being being an innovator, being somebody that like. They literally looked at this guy and changed the dress code because they just didn't want somebody dressed like him to represent their league because he was so popular. Crazy, yeah. right? Crazy. Crazy. Till this day, that that shifted a whole culture and like, oh, it, 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 but in a good way too because it brought the fashion world to basketball. Yeah. Then all guys had to go. Well, I can only wear certain things. How can I still be fly? Mm-hmm. So
0: amazing, right? So. And that's, then you look basketball. at you look at what happened with the Fab Five. And what that started to bring yeah. Right? Yeah. And then the music industry got so involved with basketball and that's American culture. Now is, uh, is hip hop and basketball. That's like, period. This is Yo, crazy. It's crazy. Yo, Dylan, when have we ever
1: talked about the off season? Like we do now. When right. did what the F- NBA ever talked about
0: during the off season? Like it is now, bro. It's yeah. crazy. The
1: NBA is huge. The players huge. are running
0: it too. That's the best part. That's the best part yeah. about that league, bro. Is that they, they're in control.
1: Period. Yeah, that's it. Period. All right, you got one more. All right, I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it a woman. If there was one woman I would want 30, 30 minutes with, it would have to be. I'm trying to to pick a woman from a different category because I'm thinking of a couple of women, but they're all artists, and I would rather do. Something else. Um, I'm gonna give a two for just 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 cause I can't do it, all right? <laughs> so I would love to talk to either someone like a Frida or a Van Gogh, two artists. Mm-hmm. And I wanna know like, is somebody from that time and why I would like to speak for them is especially for someone like Frida, for being a woman, not only being a woman, but making the style of art she made and just being an artist myself, like how did, how did she, how could she accept so much popularity and so much praise and still, like, be such a, like, I don't want to say depressed, but, you know, you know, you get what I'm, like, pointing to? Like, as a woman, like, almost, I feel like a lot of women that are famous or a lot of women that are respected, they're respected for reasons that they didn't want to be respected. Like, they had a purpose for their whole kind of campaign and whole lifestyle, and we kind of missed it. And all we kind of did was sit back and go, wow, a woman did that. You know what I'm saying? So, and you you get what I'm saying, Dylan? Same thing for Van Gogh. Like, bro, everybody was telling Van Gogh that he was trash to the point where, like, he, like, you know what I'm saying? He did what he did, and he went out how he went out. And then it, it was after he died where we looked at those same pieces and was like, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute! That guy we thought was way better than him, his work kind of is old. We're done with it. This guy's work timeless. So that, those would be my five people, man. Maybe maybe I could get a, a double meeting with Frida. So I'll split fifteen each. You get a six man, six
0: man of the year award.
1: Six man of the year, <laughs> a, a very different five. But since I was on the spot, I, I I'm comfortable with that. I think I covered all areas that I'm curious about.
0: Word, I I I mean. I wouldn't have guessed half of those. Right? That yeah, was very- that, Yeah, <laughs> that was different. I like that. I like that. I honestly, I wore this shirt and you can't see it. I got to fix the setup. But.
1: Oh, real eyes. Real eyes. Real eyes. I love it. And what's the top say? Don't believe everything you hear. Period.
0: Yeah, this is a Pac shirt.
1: A Pac shirt. I see him in the background.
0: Yeah. I I thought that was going to be on your top five. Don't oh, my I'm...
1: God. But you see what I mean? Dylan? Yeah. <laughs> bro, I forgot Tupac, bro. That's terrible. <laughs> I would a thousand percent. Oh, my God. We talk about we, so. talk about, we me talk and, about, me and some of the homies talk about where Tupac turned and, like, what made him feel so certain that he was going to die or that, like, he was okay. With, like, what brought Pac to the point where he was okay with death to begin with? Like. If you watch Tupac with hair talk and then you watch the, you know, Death Row Tupac talk, it's like watching a completely different person. Yeah. And it's like,
0: oh, man, to talk to Pac, bro. Would be crazy. Because would... you know what the wildest part is? He was, what, 26?
1: Dylan, he achieved, He changed uh, – uh, he catapulted a subgenre of music, like, at the at the age of 26. Yeah. Until this day we talk about him, bro. He was
0: 26. 20- yeah, and he had such a profound influence on everybody who grew up in our, in our era, bro. It's crazy. It really is. So you had Bruce Lee, Malcolm X, DMX, AI, the <laughs> answer to all of our questions, <laughs> <laughs> and Frida or Van Gogh.
1: That's I, would, it. I would love to sign a waiver that's... Sorry, DMX, I love you, bro, but I would definitely but trade dude, for Pac. <laughs> I'll need to throw some first-round draft picks in there just to sweeten the deal. <laughs> but, but listen, man, I, like that was a good one, Dylan. No, I, I appreciate you it. You called me out because I knew I was going to do that. I was just, I'm going to forget somebody that's an obvious
0: I'm going <laughs> to think hard. I had to. I wore the shirt, and I I, I wear a shirt based on who my oh my that's person is uh, So, bro, hey, I appreciate it. Um, but yo, we definitely got to do this again. I'm super stoked about your album coming out. Um, that's going to be fire. Um, everybody, if you haven't dove into this dude's world, um, definitely do do. because all
1: our welcomes,
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, there's definitely something to be learned, and he will provide a ton of perspective for you. As we move forward. So, um, yeah. Nah, it's cool. I can't wait to talk again, bro. Thank you oh, for everything. I appreciate you. Um, I don't know. Bro, thank you
1: for having me. This was awesome, bro. Even off the record, bro, you can call me anytime, bro. This was dope. This
0: was dope. <laughs> I appreciate that. Until next time. All right, DeFoss. Have a good night, bro. Thank uh, you. Peace out. Please, y'all, if you were able to take anything from today's podcast, please share it with your friends, family, and anybody looking to live that free and limitless lifestyle. Or you could even write a review or leave a comment down below for us. It'll be greatly appreciated. Also, the LT360 podcast is partnered with lots of awesome companies, and we do not partner lightly. These brands are all well approved from a moral, ethical, and product standpoint. So please feel free to do your research, but I do not think you'll be disappointed in what you find. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Limitless Theory Apparel store. Limitless Theory Apparel will provide you with anything from dad hats, t-shirts, tank tops, beach towels, and duffel bags with high quality gear and a big, big purpose. So I dare you to read the product description on any of those products. They have real deep meaning in there. Uh, You can check those out at teespring.com backslash Limitless Theory and use code LT10 at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Secondly, today's podcast is brought to you by Conquer Entertainment. Conquer Entertainment is a platform that is revolutionizing the way music and all forms of entertainment is marketed, produced, and ultimately delivered to the end consumer. It allows artists to bypass the traditional label model, and it fosters a direct link between up-and-coming independent artists and savvy listeners with an ear out for great and new music. So check out getconquer.com to learn more. And listen, I'm the first one to admit that getting in shape can be hard if you don't know what you're doing. That's why we're partnered with findyourtrainer.com. FYT allows you to directly connect with a personal trainer that you can trust. You can work out where you want, when you want, and with the trainer that you want. If you are already a business owner or partner with shop.com, you will get either cash back at 5% or commissions at 11% so if you want to learn more about that incentive and about that partnership head over to shop.com and simply create an account and put in the email limitless theory 3 at gmail.com as the referral and you'll be on your way to earning cash back every time that you buy sessions from a personal trainer in your area through findyourtrainer.com. So don't wait. Time to get in shape. Alrighty. Once again, this podcast is a reality for me, the guests, and yourself, the listener, because of these established partnerships. So please continue to support these awesome brands and people. Remember, I am, we are, life is, Limitless. I'll talk to you next time. Peace.